0: Nutrition is remarkable in its ability to have people with completely opposite views saying they have science to support completely opposite views. Frustrating, isn't it? What are we supposed to believe? Welcome to Dynamism Biohacker. my name is Dr. Matt Hammett wellness and nutrition expert, lifestyle trainer, and movement enthusiast. And each week, I'm going to share with you how to make the right nutritious choices despite conflicting expert opinions, where I help you to discover how to unlock your inner aborigine or your inner greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me today. So let's get into the training. As Chief Seattle of the 18th-century Duvamish tribe wrote, Humankind has not woven the web of life. We are but one thread within it. Whatever we do to the ecosystem, we do to ourselves. All things are bound together. All things connect. Indigenous people like the Duvamish tribe are keen observers of nature and have articulated scientific truths in their own cultural language. Imagine uh, an imaginary line drawn underneath the earth and her oceans. It interconnects a network of hidden passages and links all the sacred places of earth in the Devamish tribe. And if that line breaks, Calamities will ensue, earthquakes, hurricanes, and tsunamis shall follow. It is interesting to note that such imaginary lines do in fact exist. Science calls them fault lines, and we are threatened by them and other global changes. However, for the Kogi people in Colombia, these imaginary lines and network of sacred places of Earth represent the stability of earth. They teach us that without them or disrupting them, the beautiful world shall perish. They teach us these truths not from a scientific lens, but an ecological lens. The Kogi shamans believe their work maintains the balance of nature. As such, our behavior and treatment of earth threaten the very web of life. And that leads me to Dynamism Biohack, Thought, The Scaffolding of Matter. Dynamism is the enthusiastic quality or charism that dynamic people possess that characterizes them by their vigorous action and progress. They step outside that it's genetic cliche. The blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach into what I call true health. This is the health class your doctor doesn't know. The wellness prevention and health promotion solution. How to get and stay well for a lifetime. That's dynamism. The Kogi people say that thought is the scaffolding of matter. That without thought, nothing could exist. The Kogi people are not telling us that we only need to take better care of nature. They are showing us that we are one with nature. Which, interestingly enough, this is being studied by science in the world of the human microbiome. So if we have 100 trillion cells in our bodies, we have 10 times that in terms of the bugs living in us and around us in symbiosis. These bugs come in a variety of species, which we are only just beginning to understand. This include, of course, is, you know, bacteria and some Uh, viruses and parasites, but these bugs have essential functions in every part of our bodies. And they are just as important as that of our cells. Some of these have vital functions, such as regulating our inner organs. In other words, without our microbiome, as the Kogi people predict, we would cease to exist. We see now that what we do to nature, we do to ourselves. Its conquest brings our death. It is not necessary to adapt part, and parcel the entire Kogi philosophy. We need not learn the shamanic practices and disengage our current scientific theory. We must embrace the core philosophy that motivates the attempt to hinder our current scientific method. We need to understand what Charles Eisenstein's words, and I quote him, where he says, The understanding that nature is alive and intelligent, bearing certain qualities of self that Western thought has arrogated to human beings alone. See, science has recognized that life is composed of interdependent systems within systems, just like a human body. That soil's extensive root systems are as complex and vast as brain tissue. That water can carry information and structure as a circulatory system. That the earth and the sun maintain homeostatic balance just as a body maintains balance and absorbs vitamin D from the sun. Every part of nature and its vast ecosystem is as essential to us as we are to it. So, what does nature need? Nature does not depend on something supernatural, like some external event. The wanting is an organic process, a vital principle that guides the development and functioning toward an unfolding wholeness. To that end, we need to stop cutting down the forests and draining swamps, damming rivers and disrupting ecosystems with experimental sciences that hinder the creation, thus exploiting nature and men. The people of Kogi teach us that in doing so, we destroy the body of nature. Just as if you cut off a person's limb or removed a heart or another vital organ, the well-being of every species on the planet depends upon the welfare of all. So how do we know when we have destroyed our natural world that we have not removed a vital organ of our planet? Have we destroyed what the Kogi people call an Usana, a critical node in the back thread scaffolding the natural world? How do we know that we have not killed a sacred tree, what the Kogi people call the father of the species? Modern science recognizes what the Kogi have always known an invisible web of a beneficiary does indeed connect every place on Earth, as does its causalties. We truly are animated Earth. Dynamic people see these effects as manifestations of a general principle of interconnectedness. They do not exploit another person for their own gain. They know that nature, too, is a full subject. Dynamic people would agree with the Kogi people when they say, and I quote, if you knew she could feel, you would stop. It reminds me of the great movie Avatar when the humans were trying to destroy the great mother tree, the yasana that connects them all. What will you do to protect our yasana? What are you doing now? And how does it make you feel? The Kogi people are the largest intact civilization that has remained separate from global industrial society. Whether dynamic people know it or not, the creeded mission to protect themselves and their families match that of a Kogi woman. The Kogi woman believe that when a baby is born, you must have good thoughts. They believe in teaching the example of others who have lived well. If they don't teach this, they know the child will grow up not knowing how to think, how to make a conscious choice. They teach the child to be the teacher of the next generation, to carry on the thread. How will you learn and carry on the thread of dynamic health in your life, in your family? in your community, in the world. See, we are all part of tribalism. Elizabeth Marshall Thomas wrote of her account with her family's experience living among the Juwasi people of the Kalahari Desert back in the 1950s. And Elizabeth recalls her mother's telling of the experience. Let me get that quote for you. This is what she says. The Juwasi." are extremely dependent emotionally on a sense of belonging and compassionship. Separation and loneliness are unendurable to them. I believe they're wanting to belong and be near, actually visible in the way families cluster together in an encampment and in the way they sit huddled together, often touching someone, shoulder against shoulder, ankle across ankle. And Elizabeth goes on to say, Security and comfort for them lie in their belonging to their group, free from the threat of rejection and hostility. See, human beings search to be a part of a group or a community certainly is at the center of survival for humanity as exemplified in tribal communities throughout the ages. Tribalism And no doubt is a cultural universal identified by paleoanthropologists as one of the salient characteristics that have defined humanity since the beginning. Even other branches of science like biologists or ecologists note that humans are like packs of wolves. And that we need each other to live a long, happy life. When a wolf leaves its pack it can often becomes very aggressive, suffers mental illness, and even giving up on its life, ending it in suicide. You know, an interesting comparison when we look at our society today and notice the troubled peoples who have been isolated either by the fault of someone else or by their own choice. They become like a lone wolf. Many people, Many people become socially maladapted, depressed, without purpose, mentally ill, and suicidal. Some develop violent, aggressive tempers and even murder others before ending their own lives. Humans, just like wolves, are better to be a part of the pack than to be lonely and isolated from one another. Literally, science is tracing our bonds in our bones. In an iconic photographic masterpiece, photographer Jimmy Nelson captured some of the last tribes from around the world, and he published it in a great book, Before They Pass Away. An American photographer, Edward Curtis, who photographed the Native Americans over 100 years ago, inspired Nelson. For Curtis, everybody laughed at him at that time for spending the time photographing these people. They would say, this is a waste of time, these people are dirty, they're covered in leather, they got feathers in their hair, and they sing silly songs. It's far more important we get rid of them, or they get rid of their culture and we move on. Jimmy Nelson gained his inspiration from Curtis because 100 years later, look at America. Author Michelle Henning had an interesting conversation with Nelson about his inspiration from Curtis. In an article published for Pathways to Family Wellness, it was called Parenting Lessons from Tribes Around the World, Nelson stated, I'm going to get that here, let me get that quote. He says, in my opinion, America is one of the most culturally impoverished and socially sick places on the planet. He continues to add, they all have the biggest cars, but also the biggest bellies, and the biggest guns. And he says, that, I would argue, is because they've lost their culture roots. And he asked the question, who am I, where am I from? Nelson's recollection from visiting the last tribes from around the world noticed a family bond that will forever chime within his bones. For the indigenous people, All over the world, life has been about the survival of the fittest. The harsh climate is what it is. Healthy babies make it and unhealthy children don't. He noticed that those born healthy, functioning, and living tend to stay living a healthy life. Indigenous don't worry about the future or read books about when they're going to be happy. They just are. They have their tribes and families to thank for that mutual support. One of the most important concerning the survival of the fittest for these infants was breastfeeding. Nelson explained that 100% of the babies are breastfed until they are about 4 or 5 years of age. In this new story of reframing our science from the Old World Rat Age, into the new world order of humanity and health promotion solutions. We are not the result of several billion years of random mutations and survival of the fittest. Indeed, we are adopting purposefully, as French naturalist Jean Baptiste Lamarck once suggested, a notion to which even Charles Darwin once quoted. This purposeful adaptation means that we are interacting with our environment in a co-creative dance with balances and micro and macro feedback loops to keep a certain meta order intact. The Kogi people got it right. And sometimes simplicity is the answer. It was always in front of us all this time. The debate is over. Genes or lifestyle? Lifestyle, there's no debate. It's lifestyle and how we interact with our environment. You know, during most medical training, they only get about an hour of nutrition education that essentially positioned food as caloric currency. And of course, the evidence were designed by rats. So why would it matter if we were born with the diseases that we would ultimately struggle with. Because in the old world, gene-based science, notice I said old world? Gene-based science is old world. Many of you find that shocking, as we are led to believe that gene-based medicine is the future, actually not at all. The new world of epigenetics shows it's our environment. The toxin exposure, lack of rest, nutrition, sedentary lifestyles, immobile spinal joints, shutting down our power generators. We talked about that in an earlier training, and the move driver of a dynamic health, and of course in our relationships. The old world views these as quote-unquote clearly window dressing considerations. Yet, with the completion of the mapping of the human genome, however, we learned that we have fewer protein-coding genes than an earthworm. This means that the genes we thought made us who we are, don't. Even an onion has five times the DNA than a human. We had to go back to the drawing board. Where on earth does our seemingly infinite uniqueness come from? How are diseases manifesting, if not genetically? And so, a new science, epigenetics, was born. Epigenetics encompasses all that is beyond the genes. Epi actually means above, and includes modulators, modifiers, and any influence on the expression of genes and even the possibility that non-human genes, remember that microbiome, the bacteria? That may play an expressive role in human physiology. We are animated Earth. It also refers to the portion of our genome, almost 99%, that was once called junk DNA. In which Jeffrey Bland, Ph.D., has nicknamed genetic dark matter. I won't get into the myth of junk DNA, and that's another hour show. This reflects a more modern understanding that only about 1% of diseases are truly genetic in nature, that is due to a congenitally inherited and irreversible gene defect, and that we may very well have misunderstood our interpretation of these genes' functions. The rest of our diseases, though, are a function of lifestyle. In other words, we create our experience and determine our destiny by how well you use your five pillars of a dynamic health. As we embrace our agency in our own bodily experience, we must embrace complexity and take the blinders of our one gene, one ill, one pill model of thinking. As you open your mind to this shift in a more ecological type of medicine, a more collaborative, communal, and connected type of medicine, Revel in what this more beautiful science is showing us about our need to let go of what we once believed. The previous understanding has served us, but its time is past. And if your doctor is still fueling his or her ideas with the old world genetic myth, well, they better start paying attention to their continuing education for their medical licensure because this is not the reflection of current education. The big problem with that thinking, people believe them, become disempowered, victim to their genetic fate. They never understand that their genetic fate is determined by how well they use their five pillars of a dynamic health. Because health is a fruit that is grown and earned. The very essence you are getting and these trainings in the Dynamism Biohack. Lighten up, move better, and live fuller. If you are a current patient in our office, I love you. Thank you so much for your confidence in us. If you are not a patient, I certainly would love to meet you someday. Go to our website, newlifefamilychiropractic.net And also, I just want to remind everyone that we got the same 24 hours in a day. I'm no busier than you are, but if your goal is to live a happier, healthier, and fuller life, you've got to learn to manage yourself. And that means managing your movement, which drives your energy. When we better manage our energy, we're better able to be more present and vibrant and enjoy our life. We're better able to manage our five pillars of a dynamic health. You deserve a life that is peaceful, that is balanced, that is happy, where you have tons of good health. The health that you need. The health that is on demand when you need it most. You see, because health doesn't come to you, it comes from you. It is a fruit that is grown and earned. And I know we all heard the genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach. But the truth is, the solution doesn't lie with more drugs and surgeries. The solution lies with you. You know it's not so much of a healthcare crisis as it is a self-care crisis in our world today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. I love hearing from you. So don't forget to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do so by whatever is your favorite social media platform. Send me a message there. Let me know that you listened to this episode and what you thought of it. And as always, I appreciate it in advance. Anyone who is kind enough a writer review. That is the ultimate gift. I appreciate you very much for that. I love spending this time with you. I'm Dr. Matt Hammett reminding you to lighten up, move better, and live fuller. Until next, Dynamism Biohack.